No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget sovereignty itself sovereignty is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rocking. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Let me see here. I'm trying to get my level straight here, so uh, bear with me here. Um, Like I said, like anything new, we're still trying to figure out the equipment. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones that are at the wheel. They are the host. They are in the captain's chair, and therefore they are the ones steering the ship through these crazy waters called life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. So it is Sunday January 29th, 2023. So glad to have you all here. Um, just trying to figure out a few things here. You gotta, I swear, I tell you, we'll get this figured out. I do apologize if this sounds a little, little odd here. In fact, I got to do one thing here with my microphone because it is kind of sounding a little weird for me here. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to just take away a few things. Let's see here. There we go. Uh, there's some settings on here, like there's a de-esser setting, so my S's don't sound so really crazy, you know? Um, let me see. Let me uh, adjust the, uh, there we go. You guys are going to be my guinea pigs, guinea pigs here for a second. I do apologize. Like I said, got a new mixing board. There's a lot of new technology on here, stuff, stuff that I've, you know, never encountered before. So I'm, I'm learning as I go. And it's quite the learning experience, but we're going to get through it one way or another, and we'll get all these uh, we'll get all these sound things out of the way. But anyways, 
it's a pretty cool mixing board. So I'm like, I'm really, really enjoying it. But like I said, um, I'm, I'm learning a lot about sound that I've never really looked into before. A lot of different components to, you know, adjust. It's funny because the old, the old microphone I used to have, it was just basically plug and play, right? It was a USB mic and that was it. It had like a knob on the back of it to pretty much it had a, a few settings because it had a, a few different ways that it recorded. But anyway, but long story short, um, this is a whole different ball game that I'm working with. I'm working with a completely different mic, completely different everything. So um, I'm glad it sounds good. Thank you for that zero in Michigan. I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to make sure that the sound quality is good, but like I said, we'll get through this the first week. I'm probably going to fumble here and there, so it might sound a little sloppy, but you know, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. But that's, uh, kind of the joys of upgrading equipment so today on this episode 425, we will be reading out of the book of Isaiah chapter 59. And then of course, um, today's discussion is going to be more of like a general hodgepodge of discussions, different things. I got some video clips. I'm going to play some that are health related, some that are related to, uh, the cryptocurrency, uh, you know, world and what's going on there. Um, and then what else here? And then just a couple of random clips that I found that I thought was really interesting, um, <clears throat> that I figured we'd play and just have like little discussions about it. But like I said, there's really no real agenda here today, uh, specifically just because um, like I said, still trying to test out and make sure I'm fine tuning everything as I'm, you know, going along here. Um, but what we are going to do, we're just going to jump right into the reading and, uh, and then we'll get right into the conversation. So Isaiah chapter 59, I'm reading out of the new American standard Bible today. And it's, a let's see, what do we got here? We got 21, 21 verses. So, um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed our little show yesterday. Um, you, you typically Saturdays are podcast free Saturdays, but uh, Haven, my daughter, was so geeked out about her being able to have her own microphone and her 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 own um, her own headphones. And that's the other thing I got to get to. So if you hear a couple of pops, like my peas sound to be a little popish, I got to get a um, what do you call it? One of those. Um, pretty much one of those microphone pop, um, shields. So I got to get a couple of those, uh, from guitar center. So I plan on making a trip to grand rapids here. Oh, what day Friday. So I was thinking about going to guitar center and, and, uh, getting what I need over there. So, um, if you hear my pops, my peas sound a little poppy. Uh, that's why I don't have my, my little styrofoam shield or whatever that's made out of. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the reading and then we'll get into the topics of discussion. So Isaiah chapter 59, like I said, there's 66 chapters in Isaiah. I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible, and this is how it reads, starting with verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear, but your wrongdoings have caused a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with wrongdoing. Your lips have spoken deceit. Your tongue mutters wickedness. No one sues righteously and no one pleads honestly. They trust in confusion and speak lies. They conceive trouble and give birth to disaster. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave the spider's web. 
and the one who eats of their eggs dies, and from what is crushed a snake breaks out. Their webs will not become clothing, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of wrongdoing, and an act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they hurry to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of wrongdoing. Devastation and destruction are in their paths. They do not know the way of peace, and there is no justice in their tracks. They have made their paths crooked. Whoever walks on them does not know peace. Therefore, justice is far from us, and a righteousness does not reach us. We hope for light, but there is darkness, for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like people who are blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at midday as in the twilight. Among those who are healthy, we are like the dead. All of us growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We hope for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our wrongful acts have multiplied before you, and our sins have testified against us. For our wrongful acts are with us, and we know our wrongdoings. Offending and denying the Lord and turning away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering lying words from the heart. Justice is turned back, and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the street, and uprightness cannot enter. The truth is lacking, and one who turns aside from evil makes himself a prey. Now the Lord saw, and it was displeasing in his sight, that there was no justice. And he saw that there was no one and was amazed that there was not one to intercede. Then his own arm brought salvation to him and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness like a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, so will he repay. Wrath to his adversaries, retribution to his enemies. To the coastlands he will deal retribution. So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream which the wind of the Lord drives. A redeemer will come to Zion and to those in Jacob who turn wrongdoing declares the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, my spirit who is upon you and my words, which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says the Lord, from now and forever. And that is the reading of Isaiah chapter 59. All right. So I'm just kind of looking through some of the, the comments here kind of making some adjustments so again trying to figure out everything on this uh sounding board you know what i do like about this this is what i, was, I will say what i like about this new sounding board or this mixing board is that it has like a little pad of you know sound effects that i can do right so like uh if i wanted to do like a round of applause i can you know push that yeah thank you thank you thank you all you guys are too kind or if i wanted to you know have like a stupid dialogue with myself as if I was like talking to uh, uh, God, right? I'm like, look, God, I really need your help. Yeah, what is it, Jason? Well, you know, I need some prayers answered. Yeah, don't we all? 
get in line. <laughs> I tell you what, I love this thing. This thing is freaking great. Absolutely. Oh, wait, wait. And then the classic DJ horn. What? <laughs> yeah, you know we had to do that. But anyway, that's just me being a little goofy there. So like I said, I'm an overgrown child. This thing has a lot of buttons and they're filled with bright colors and I like pushing these buttons. This is great. So I'm going to have a whole lot of fun with this. <laughs> Zero in Michigan says the DJ is back with his hand slapping his face. Oh no, I promise the DJ is not back. He is long gone. <laughs> oh, but I don't know. I'm going to really enjoy this, uh, this new, this new echo. I like it. I absolutely like it. And you know what else I'm going to like? Um, whenever says when someone says a bad word, you know, I can just bleep it out like that. Like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to the reading, though. All right. Enough goofing around. So let's look at this verse by verse commentary here. All right. So like as we as we look at verses one and two, <clears throat> the previous chapter that we read from yesterday, the Jews asked, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Well, God first answered that they were fasting and praying in the wrong way. Now he's responding that their sins are what is keeping God from answering them. Now we need to remember God hasn't changed, He is still able to part the Red Sea and send down fire fire and hail and, 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 you know, to be able to intervene on behalf of his people at any time. But nonetheless, he will not fight on behalf of anybody who has sinned in, in his life and does not turn to Christ and, you know, asking for forgiveness and seeks, you know, repentance. Now, in verses four through eight, God listed the specific sins of the people. And he wants one to understand very clearly what wrong one is doing so that one may repent of it. Now, that is that, you know, one cannot ask forgiveness for something that one has no knowledge of doing, right? Such as, you know, like, such as why God, the, you know, through his written and preached word explicitly tells us what is right and wrong and does not spare when it comes to exposing sin. So he wants all sin out in the open that, you know, that we may be able to see it, recognize it, and then walk away from it. And so additionally, God also wants to make it perfectly clear that there are no rewards to sin or for sin, I should say, right? The end result is death, destruction, and a lack of peace. Now in verses nine through 10, once someone perverts their own path with crookedness, then one is lost in that darkness, right? Then you, you, you're just, you're, you're in that dark, that dark space. You're unable to see clearly. You're fumbling through life. Your matter, you know, matters of judgment end up getting clouded as if like, you know, as if you were blind. So basically all righteousness is removed and justice no longer a friend of yours, but actually an enemy. And so an innocent man or woman is defended by justice, but the guilty are rebuked and condemned. And so in verses 11 through 13, the, 
the wicked cry out in their suffering for justice against those who have wronged them. But they come to find out that they get no help. And so on the wrong side of being on the wrong side of justice, the wicked are too far from God to be delivered from their plight. And so the righteous can ask God for justice against the oppressor. But the wicked have no right to do so. They forfeit, you know, they forfeited that right when they chose to leave God to pursue crooked ways. And unfortunately, I think that's kind of what we're kind of seeing in today's climate, right? We're seeing a lot of people making one of two choices. We're seeing people that are drawing near to God during these crazy times. And then we're still seeing a good group of people that are still turning away from God. Now, in verses 14 through 17, God looks on the world system and he sees that injustice and sin is permeating the entire earth. And those who desire to forsake evil, implying that they have repented of their sins, are not able to do so because those who did not repent take advantage of and mistreat them. And furthermore, there is no one who, seeing the plight of a repentant person, helps such a one escape the grasp of the wicked. So God sees that there is no one willing to stand between or intercede between the wicked and the repentant so that the repentant will not be punished by the wicked for deciding to live righteously. Seeing such, God recognized a need for an intercessor. And so he said that since no man will deliver then he will be the one to deliver. And he did so when he came as Jesus Christ to make an avenue for people to depart from sin and to live in righteousness. Thank you, God, for that gift. See, I don't think a lot of people really realize the true gift that was. And so when one chooses to forsake the crooked ways, God reaches down, clothes one in righteousness and fights on one's behalf to deliver them from the wicked. And God zealously protects his own on putting on righteousness. And so since one can't see, a, you know, can't fight, I should say, against the wicked on their own, as we look at verse 18, God is the one that ends up taking vengeance on someone else's behalf. Jason, what did you just say? Okay, I want to repeat that because it's very important. This is the this is this this is the very thing that I've been telling so many people, including my buddy at work and others in my life that are dealing with issues. When you're fighting against someone that's wicked or even a demon, okay, because that demons are certainly wicked, right? Something that you can't see. It doesn't have to be someone, but also something, okay, because something can still plague you. You need to lean into God to fight on your behalf. You need to lean into him. You need to ask him, God, I cannot do this on my 
own. I need your help. I need your help to fight this fight. I will stand. I will do what I have to do to, to fight and be a, um, a participant in my own rescue. But I understand that I cannot do this on my own and I need you. So whoever is the enemy of the righteous is an enemy of God. And so if someone has been clothed in his righteousness, having turning away from sin, then any enemy of that man or woman is an enemy of God. And such an army has chosen to continue living on the crooked path and has not tried to cease from wickedness. And that person will only find God's wrath waiting for them. And I tell you what, I'd really hate to be the ones on the other side of that wrath. I'm just saying. Let me go back to the chat here for a second. How's it sounding on you guys' end, by the way? Just kind of curious. How is it? How's it sound? So we've got quite a few listeners here. I just wanted to see what everybody's hearing, see how it sounds. Good deal. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All right, cool. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Rocky. Raccoon, Ron, Zero in Michigan, Nancy, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So as we look at the last few verses, 19 through 20 and then 21, in verses 19 and 20, when the living see the wrath of God on the wicked, they will fear him. When the living see the wrath of God on the wicked, they will fear him. See, I don't think it should take seeing the wrath of God to fear him. I think people should just get into the written word, read it, and kind of maybe learn a little bit from history, learn a little bit from the past and, and, and what God has done to the wicked. See, we shouldn't have to see the wrath of God in order to fear God and give a healthy respect to God. No, that's why the Bible exists. That's why we should probably... Be digging the, you know, reading into the word. But yeah, I agree with Ron here in the, in the chat. He says they're seeing it now. Yes, they are. And this is a reference to when God supernaturally fights against the wicked, such as when he parted the Red Sea or when he brought down the walls of Jericho. And so in the future, he will destroy his enemies of Israel or the enemies of Israel, I should say. He will destroy the enemies of Israel when they come against it in the last days, and those who have rejected the existence of God will be struck with fear when they see how he destroys the kings of the east in the battle of Armageddon. And, and so that battle brings in the millennial reign when Jesus will rule from Jerusalem. And you can see that referenced in Revelation 16, chapter 16, verses 14 through 16, and then uh, chapter 19, verse 17 through 20. Excuse me. Excuse me, I, I misspoke there. Revelations 19, 17 through 20, verse 4. There it is. That was kind of typed up a little wonky. I apologize. And so as we look at the last verse in verse 21, this promise is specifically for God's people. To gain this promise, one must enter into a covenant relationship with him. So l l let me elaborate a little bit for a second here. Well, well first, hold on. Let, let me just finish this little 
tidbit up and then I'll, I'll revisit that thought for a second. And so the Jews automatically have this promise for the nation has entered into a covenant relationship with God and his word will never depart because they have been given the Torah. Now, although they are not always obedient to it, they will always have it in their possession. And so the Gentiles have access to this promise when they enter a covenant relationship through faith in Jesus Christ. And then the Holy Spirit comes to live inside their hearts, thus filling the believer with the word of God. Amen. Oh my gosh. Amen to that. Now, Back to what I was just saying, that this promise is specifically for God's people. To gain this promise, one must enter into a covenant relationship with him. Now, this is what I was saying to my buddy at work. I'm not going to, I don't want to mention anybody because I'm not trying to put anybody else's business out there, but other people in my life in general. That are dealing with issues and believe me there's actually a, quite a few people that i know in my life that i you know that i know that are having issues maritally a lot neighbors co-workers you name it. it it's it's it really breaks my heart which is why I feel that much more convicted that what I'm doing here behind this mic is, is going to have some real significant purpose and meaning as this continues to grow, hopefully. Because what I was saying to, especially my buddy at work, I'll, I'll just use him as the example again, which I'm going to keep anonymous just because I'm not putting, I don't want to put his name out there. I was telling him, I said, and others, I, I've said this, I, I keep the message consistent. I said, If you expect anything to get better in your life, in your marriage, as you know, you being a parent, you have to have a significant and a intimate relationship with God. Again, if you're going to gain that promise that he's going to grant to you, you have to be in that covenant relationship with him. You have to lean in him. And like any relationship, you know if it's faulty or, you know, if it's fraudulent or if it's authentic. You know if you have a good friendship with someone. You know if you have a good relationship with someone, right? Well, God knows if he has that relationship with you. But if you don't lean into him, if you don't show him that you need him, you don't talk to him on a regular basis, you know, and you don't invite his son, Jesus Christ, into your heart on a daily basis to help reconstruct you on the inside out. You're not going to gain that promise. And this is the message that I've been trying to get across to everybody that I know that has been dealing with this issue. I said, look, I would not be saying this if I didn't apply this in my own life, in real in real life scenarios. I said, I was on the verge of losing it all. And I did exactly what I'm telling you. And guess what? Things got better. But see, there's a little caveat to all of this. 
if you expect things to get mended and fixed in your time frame, you're going to be heavily disappointed. I said, you have to trust the process and you also have to go on God's time, not your own time. Very important. And so that's kind of the biggest message I've been telling my buddy at work. I said, because, you know, before I left work today, he, he, he was sitting at the computer, checking his email and all this other stuff. And he's asking me, he goes, so do you have any parting words today before you go home? I said, yeah. I said, keep kicking the devil out of your life. Keep kicking Satan out of your home, evict him out of your marriage, evict him out of your home and invite God in. I said, that is so very important, my friend. So he's seeing things trend in an uphill way. Like he's seeing things get better. And I am so thankful for that. Like I'm very excited to see this is happening. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to keep him in our prayers and his wife because they also have a very large family. We're going to keep them in our prayers because I don't want to see any family break up. We can't be on the pathway of having a strong nation when we have families broken up. Because what, what happens when you have a ton of families across America that are, you know, suffering and they're getting broken up and, you know, you, your mind is not on, you know, you, you're heartbroken. When your family breaks up, you're heartbroken. People are emotional. People are sad. People are angry, depressed. Anxiety is up. Now you're trying to figure a new path forward to a new life, how to make an income as a single parent with X amount of kids to feed. You're trying to, you know, deal with divorce lawyers and alimony and child support and who's going to get the kids and visitation rights and how many days you're going to go there and who's going to have the kids on what holidays. When you're dealing with all that, there's no time to really center God where he belongs, which is in the family, in the heart of a marriage. And when we don't have a family to center God in the middle, then we can't have a strong nation to center God in the middle of. This is why his hard line exists, I believe. I think, I hope. So we will be right back. We're going to take a quick little, little break. Let's see if this uh, sound effect works. Let's uh, see if I did this right on my mixing board. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. said we're gonna we're gonna get used to this mixing board one way or another i'm trying to just get familiar with all the buttons and where its placement is at so hopefully that sounded all right because that that sound is coming directly from the mixing board now it's no longer audio that i had to upload on podbean so hopefully it sounded all right so like i said 
the title of today's show is Back to the Basics. Now, that just kind of, what I mean by that, Back to the Basics, we're going to be kind of covering a, a wide, you know, range of things that, you know, in the next, you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes. You know, the video clips, I have some clips here we're going to play. A couple of them are by Mike Adams. He was doing an interview. It was like an emergency interview with uh, John Perez. He is a, um, he's got a Telegram channel. I believe it's called uh, Silver is Money. Um, I follow that channel. So I got a couple clips here from that interview talking about Binance being taken down and what's going on in the crypto world and and kind of how it ties in with the housing market and just kind of what's to come economically. We'll touch on a couple of those clips and what's, you know, kind of lurking in the financial world, if you will. Then we're going to be uh, looking at um, just a couple of clips here regarding uh, health and, and, you know, wellness. Uh, so again, we're going to kind of, you know, dabble a little bit into the, you know, cryptocurrency uh, a little bit there, a little bit in the health and wellness. Um, and then I got another clip here. Uh, this is pretty disturbing, but something in New York City, they're erecting this, um, this statue. This, this is a statue, I believe, if I, if I saw the video correctly, I'm, we're going to find out again. I'm going to play it. But this like statue, which is like, I, I don't know. I have no words for it. It's like a statue. We'll get into it. It's it's very satanic and it's it's pretty disturbing. And then I got this other clip, which I thought this was really interesting because it kind of reminds me of the World Economic Forum. And it's a, it's a scene from a movie that pretty much talks about, you know, renting everything, which makes our life convenient. So again, you won't own anything, but you'll rent everything to make your life more convenient and the people surrounding the sales guys, you know, that's selling these items to make life convenient. They're like asking, well, what do we do then? Well, then you have time for more chores. Yeah, but then what? So we're going to get into that. That When I saw that clip, it just reminded me of Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, how he often says, you will own nothing and you will be happy. So we'll get into that a little bit. So let's, let's take a quick listen to um, this first clip with again mike adams and john perez uh it's about just about three minutes here we'll play this clip and then uh we'll discuss a little bit about what they were talking about and and so little time but let me just bring people up to speed in case they're just tuning in um over the weekend uh, binance announced to their own customers that their their swift partner in other words their swift banking partner that that handles all transactions through swift which would be for example international wire transfers uh have, have told them that they will not be able to process any transactions in u.s dollars in or out of binance for amounts under one hundred thousand dollars beginning february 1st and you can imagine that's basically getting deplatformed in the way that the west deplatformed uh, russia if you think about it, right, it broke, uh, cut off <laughs> Russia from SWIFT. So, so the Western banking system is panicking. Is that how you see this too, John? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, it's, it's almost as if they're corralling the entire retail sector. In fact, this is really, it's kind of a half, half, it's kind of interesting. You got to look at it two ways. If they're, if they're, can't, you, if you're under a hundred thousand dollars, you you were not going to be able to exchange your money in Binance. Well, that leaves the big whales. They're free to just do whatever they want. They can move right. money around, sell on Binance, while the, they literally crushed 
the entire retail sector by taking out the 100,000 or less uh, position there for these people to exchange their money out. But they kept the big, the big whales. They still got it made. So it's one of those George Carlin deals. You know, it's a big club and you ain't in it if you're under 100,000. Well, <laughs> you're exactly right. But I, I want to be clear, too, that our audience understands this fully. Um, if, you, if you have coins in Binance, you can still, of course, send, you know, Bitcoin or other tokens to other people. But the problem is this announcement destroys the on-ramps and the off-ramps, right? Right. So you won't be able to sell your tokens and then get a wire of dollars or, nor to spend dollars and buy tokens unless you're going to buy over $100,000. But John, you know this as well as I, your, your local bank, if you say, oh, I'm going to wire a hundred grand to buy crypto, your local bank is going to say, uh-uh, we're not going to let you do that. You, <laughs> you, you need to come in and prove to us that you're not being held at gunpoint or something. Oh yeah. And you know, this what you know this basically puts the big crimp on the retail investor and this is also going to send the sh the shockwaves are going to begin i mean the first people that are just finally there's a probably 20 30 40 maybe 50 percent are finally going to say okay ftx all these exchanges i'm done i'm out i can't take this anymore i mean what's next binance swift i mean there's people that are going to put their hands up in the air and say i'm out i i, I yeah, it's quite interesting. So if you have money in, in the crypto world and you didn't move your money into, you know, your own wallet and you just still had it in Binance, what they were talking about is unless you hold over $100,000, like $100,000 or more in cryptocurrency, you're not going to be able to take any of that money out. Now, if you have cryptocurrency and let's just say you have $10,000 and let's just say like Bitcoin or something like that. Yeah, you'll be able to move it around from one crypto to another, but you're not going to be able to take that $10,000 out from my understanding come February 1st. That's a huge problem for a lot of people. Now, how many people do you know have that kind of money in cryptocurrency? I'll be honest with you. I don't know anybody. Nobody in my circles, at least not to my knowledge. A good portion of the people that I know have a lot of their money and precious metals and land and guns and ammo. But nobody I know has that kind of money in crypto. Sure, I know a few people that have crypto, but not $100,000 worth. So unless you have a hundred grand or more, you're not going to be able to take out that money in cash, in, in fiat currency. So are you kind of seeing the bigger picture? So, so it sounds like only the elite are going to be able to get their money out of the system before the system crashes. Hmm. That's quite interesting. Let's listen to this next part of the interview. Now, this interview, I can post it if you want. It's about, I think, an hour and a half. I'm not going to play a bunch of clips, but here's one more clip. It's about three and a half minutes long. Um, and I, if you want, I can most certainly post the interview. But that's that's pretty scary, guys. I mean, what we were just what were we just talking about last week as far as the banks go? about the bail-ins. They could take your money technically if you're in a part of a big bank like JP Morgan Chase or US Bank or Bank of America or 
or, uh, or, or, or Wells Fargo. And if they are hurting, instead of the bailout, which happened in 07, 08, where they took our tax dollars, they being the corrupt de facto federal government, they could take our tax dollars and they bailed out the banks. Well, with a bank bail-in, well, they just go right to the depositor. That's you and I. And it's in their paperwork, so technically it's legal. And they can take your money that you've deposited in your accounts to keep them afloat. And you can't do a dang thing about it. And no, you can't go to the FDIC and be like, hey, uh, Wells Fargo took like $1,800 from my account. FDIC and Wells Fargo is going to be like, mm, tough crap, man. Sorry. Read your paperwork. We actually are allowed to do that. Once you deposit your money in the bank, it is ours to use. Yeah, it's a nice little dirty secret. So can you see what's happening between the banks, which is part of the SWIFT system, which, by the way, credit unions are not part of the SWIFT system, just so I'm clear. So we talked about the bank balance last week. Now we got this whole cryptocurrency thing that's going to take place come February 1st. Do you see what's going to happen? It's going to be, it's going to be very, very bad. Like Ron just said here in the chat board, the bank shut down in 1929. And yes, they are going to do it again. That's why it's important to have some cash on hand, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to have precious metals on hand. And just so I say it, I might need to make a, a recording of this on my mixing board so I don't have to keep saying it over and over and over. I can just push a button and it plays. Remember, I am not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't have an MD degree or anything like that. I don't wear a white coat. I'm also not a financial advisor. I'm not an accountant. I am not the spokesman for the assembly. I am not a pastor. I'm not a, a deacon or a priest or anything like that. All right. Like I always keep saying, I'm just a truck driver who likes to pass a lot of gas. I'm a gas hauler. All right. So what I'm telling you is what I'm doing. I hold precious metals. I have cash on hand for when that kind of thing happens. I have extra food stored up. Guns and ammo. Okay. This is what Jason and his family is doing. Now you can do what you want. But what I'm trying to do here is point to you what's happening. What has happened. What will happen again. And how you can protect yourself in the interim. All right, let's listen to this next part, this next part of the interview. Again, only three and a half minutes long. The big one, John, Tether. Oh. <laughs> tether. Oh, my goodness. It's like it's like the Tether, the coin that would never die. It's like I'm starting to realize that the Tether is is the Hydra. You know, Tether and Bitcoin are the Hydra. I mean, when Tether goes, the, I, I, I personally believe that when Tether goes, the entire NASDAQ is going to go with it because so many people have leveraged their stock against their crypto and their crypto against their stock. And I believe that the NASDAQ is going to is going to feel that we've still got Evergrande. We talked about a year ago. They have dragged they have kicked this can, dragged it as far out. And it's just hard to believe it's still going. And um, I mean, wait, when, I got a, I when, got a story for you on this, John. I just sent you a oh, text there in the chat. Okay. Oh, I just sent you the link. It's in the chat if you want to bring it up. Here it is. U.S. home loan banks 
lent billions of dollars to crypto banks. So Signature Bank and Silvergate borrowed over $13 billion from the federal home loan system, which is called the, the Federal Home Loan Bank System, FHLB. They lent $13 billion to these crypto firms. So John, you just nailed it. When, when crypto goes down, there are going to be losses that flood into the home lending banking yes. system of the federal government. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah this is the what what this is this is so shocking. This is so shocking because we've got the US using quasi federal federal reserve money to support crypto which is backed by nothing and the banks that they're supporting um it is uh, the that was the Silvergate bank these banks have nothing backing it so you can see now the corruption at the federal reserve at the regulatory level now has now exceeded all expectations i mean this is less we're worse than a third world country here. We're, we are literally, I, I don't know how to describe this. I mean, who? this is literally a pyramid scheme gone completely mad that they're using house, federal housing money. I mean, this is the equivalent of all the mortgage companies that wrote all these bad loans and they got, some of them got bailed. They let them go. Remember, they let them go out the cliff, but they yep. sent money to the banks. But here they're sending money to crypto banks that have nothing backing them, no FDIC. But this is FDIC money here. This is a threat to the entire banking system here. And I got to say, this is something that caught my attention. This, The date of February 1st, 2023, that is going to be the day that you will not be able to use your bank account to buy or sell crypto with US dollar on SWIFT if it's less than 100000 That is happens to be the same day, February 1st, 2023, that the Russian oil decree kicks in. And Russia is going to, I believe that there's going to be a rug pull in the oil sector with China. Russia and I think there's some there's some relationship here. This is a major day, the Russian oil decree. But this this housing story here, the United States home loan banks lending billions of dollars to two, the two largest cryptocurrency banks. After all these, and this is the same bank that gave money to FTX, Sam Bankman yes. Fried. Oh this, my goodness, I just want to cry. <laughs> Sam Bankman Fraud that his actions are now going to ripple through this domino effect, this house of cards, all the way into federal home loan infrastructure. I mean. Wow. Wow. So, so the U.S. home loans, the home loan banks, lent $13 billion to these crypto banks. Think about that for a second. The U.S. home loan banks lent $13 billion to these crypto banks. That means that the money that's lent to the crypto banks is tied to the housing sector. So when crypto fails and crashes, well, so goes the housing market too. Wow. So, so let, let me get this straight, if I'm understanding this correctly. If you have money in crypto and it doesn't equal $100,000 or more, you can't take it out from Binance, okay, because it's tied to the SWIFT system. So, okay, there's that. So that's one way to get at middle-class America. 
if you have a bank account with a big bank like Bank of America, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase, so on and so forth, and you have a significant amount of money in there, and because of the legalese that is, you know, worded in your new account holder documentation they give you, your money can be used, whatever money you deposit into that financial institution could be used to bail them in. They can withdraw your own money to help keep that financial institution afloat. So there's another way they can stick it to you. And now if you don't have money in the, you know, crypto, let's just say you don't have money in the crypto, right? But, but you are a homeowner because the U S home loan banks lent 13 billion to these crypto banks. So now you got, okay, if crypto crashes, then so goes the housing market because it's all tied together. In one way or another, all this crap is tied together. Do you see what's happening here? They are just brewing the pot for the perfect recipe to just destroy everything and to kill everybody's wealth. But I still believe that it, we, we, there is going to be a good path going forward. Now, I'm not going to be able to get all the clips because again, I need, I want to, I have to stay on task with only, you know, keeping it an hour. So let me look here at what I want to play next. I'm going to play this clip. This is very interesting. So this is that statue I was telling you that was going up. So, so first off back to the cryptocurrency thing. Okay. Back to how it relates to the title, back to the basics. What's part of the basics? Precious metals, silver, particularly. All right, because silver is one of the most undervalued asset in the world. All right, real money. You look in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, what's the only form of money you ever read about and goes back thousands of years ago? Gold and silver. Gold and silver, back to the basics. All right, here's a little piece. It's about a minute long on this stupid statue they put up in New York City. Listen to this. See the statue they put up in New York City this week on top of their courthouse? Yikes. So one city council member called it a satanic golden Medusa demon with tentacle arms, which is... um. I would say nailed it, except for I would argue that I don't think it's Medusa. I think it's actually Lilith. And in the rabbinic mythology, Lilith was actually the mother of demons. Um, so they honored abortion in Ruth Bader Ginsburg with the mother of demons. Um, well, I'm not going to say that's not fitting. But uh, yeah, uh, distasteful. Yeah. And talk about spiritual blindness. How does this thing make it up onto a state courthouse how does it stay up where's the outrage besides uh conservative and christian bloggers and uh content creators you know with backwards hats i don't know times we're living in i guess but uh yeah um yeah this thing's creepy 
It is creepy. And it's on a state courthouse in New York. Wow. All right, here's another thing about going back to the basics, and it's so simple but yet so necessary. We need to turn back to God and Jesus Christ. We've turned our backs on God. It's time to turn and face God. And I think because they know who's they, well, the evil little satanic minions that are in D.C. and everywhere else across this nation, they know they are about to lose. I am under the opinion to think that they know they are about to lose. And so we are seeing an expedited increase of this satanic occultism, like right in our face. Like they're throwing it, like like Ron was saying right here in the chat, like literally they are throwing it in our faces. And yeah, that is in their rules. If they are going to carry it out, they have to show us they have to tell us well now they're becoming more bold and becoming bolder than ever now i mean you see it in netflix and tv commercials social media out in the public purview i forgot what song it was my wife was just telling me about this yesterday i can't remember if it was like a miley cyrus song forgot what the song was don't know don't care i don't follow it but a lot of they were saying don't listen to this particular song because she put a curse on it so if you listen to it it will curse you in some degree or another now what that looks like i don't know but i'll tell you one thing i don't want to find out one of the reasons why i don't like to really listen to mainstream music there's somebody else she was telling me about that is a big makeup. Um, uh, someone who has their name on like a major brand of makeup. I think maybe it's in Sephora. I don't know. I can't remember the brand. I Forgive me. I'm a, I'm a dude. I don't follow crap. But whatever this brand of makeup is, it has been discovered that the owner of this makeup has put many little tiny little pentagrams all over the makeup. Yeah. Speaking of pentagrams, you know what I also noticed? I was watching a movie called Shooter with um, Mark Wahlberg. Interesting movie. He was presented in the very beginning of that movie uh, what looked like a Congressional Medal of Honor. Well, when I looked at it, and I never Googled it, but when I looked at it, I had to pause it. It was an upside-down star, a pentagram, the Congressional Medal of Honor. I'm like, whoa looked at my wife i'm like look at that i'm like that that congressional medal of honor is a pentagram interesting yeah i agree with ron i think they are it's a hail mary pass for these guys because they got nothing else and they are going for broke now i'm going to play one last clip and then i think the other clips i'm going to save for a different day but this one is quite interesting. So this is the a movie, I think it is. I don't know what the movie is. I saw this clip on TikTok. But it, it, let me just kind of paint the scene for a second. It's a, um, a clip that looks like you're out in the Old West, right? So like back in the late 1800s, early 1900s-ish, right, time frame. And there's a sales guy on the street trying to sell 
the concept of a washing machine and a dishwasher or whatever. Listen to this, because this is very, very interesting. That's a washing machine. What does it wash? Clothes. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> An electric motor spins a cylinder as water is pumped through the machine. So it here, and the animation removes any soiling. What does that wash? That's a refrigerator. Top compartment keeps food frozen. And the bottom compartment maintains a temperature of 38 degrees. And you sell these? We rent them. So you sell electricity, and then you rent all the things that need electricity? More or less. We don't need any of these things. Well, the conveniences. Their use gives you time to do other things. What other things? Well, like other chores. So you invent machines to do those, then what do we do? Go on a picnic. <laughs> go for a swim. Go to the cinema. You can enjoy a more leisurely life. It ain't more leisurely. Because we got to work more to pay for all this stuff. He's got you there. This is the future. Every home in New York City has electricity. They have refrigerators. And some even have electric stoves. Now, here's the thing. We buy all this stuff. We're not working for ourselves anymore. We're working for you. Oh. You cannot enjoy a more leisurely life. Because if they rent all these items to you and you have to plug them into the equipment, you have to plug this equipment into a grid that you also have to pay for. Now you're working constantly for things to make life more convenient for you, like a washing machine and a dryer and a refrigerator and a dishwasher and whatever. And, and like the guy said in this clip, okay, so we buy these things, then what? Well, then you have more time to do more, you know, more chores. Okay, well, then you invite machines to do those. Then what are we going to do? Oh, well, then you get to enjoy life, have more leisurely time. Leisurely time? How are we going to have leisurely time when we are enslaved now to a system, a power grid system, paying for items to make our life, quote, convenient? Right? And we're constantly working to pay for this. Doesn't sound very leisurely to me. It sounds like an enslavement trap right there. Does it kind of start to sound a little bit similar to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum? You will own nothing and be happy. Because what he wants is he wants no ownership in anybody. Nobody, he wants nobody to have any ownership in anything. And he wants you to rent everything. While he and a few other elites end up being the overlord, landlord, slumlords of the world. Are you getting the big picture of what they're trying to push on us? See, they want us. To be, they, they want us to be so reliant on conveniences. They want us reliant on the system. 
And when we're reliant on the system and we're reliant on the conveniences, it's easier to entrap us and to control us. Are you getting the bigger picture here? We can't fall for that trap. We cannot fall for that trap. We need to get back to basics. We need to start learning hard skills. We need to stop relying on the things that make life easier and start getting actual good skills, learning these things and getting away from the system as much as possible. Because the more you're reliant on the system, the more you're going to end up being dependent on the system. And then really, honestly, you're not going to be able to live for yourself anymore. You're going to be living for someone else. That's pretty much about all there is to it. So, I think with that, we should end on a prayer. All right, Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for another day of life and good health, and we thank you for all that you do for us, all the gifts that you bring into our life. We pray for those that are out there that are having struggles in their marriage and in their life. I pray for my buddy Brand. Uh, I pray. I pray for. I pray. I pray for my buddy at work and his family, his wife, among other people, people that I know, the neighborhood, family, friends, coworkers. Intercede in these marriages. Kick out Satan. Allow the Holy Spirit to work through all parties. So, well, so that marriages can be restored, so this nation can be restored. So we can get you back at the top of this throne. Thank you so very much. Really appreciate all you do. And we come to you also in repentance of our own sins. And we ask for forgiveness and, 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 and cleanse us and, and guide us and be that shining light. And so we pray all these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that is all we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. And I do appreciate you, you know, bearing with me here as I try to figure out this equipment. <laughs> I tell you, it's new. It's definitely new. Um, I know Zero Michigan was just saying right here in the chat, we get it. Clarify how to stop these evil criminals. Well, it's very simple. Turn to God. Get involved with your local assembly because it's getting involved in the local level that we can actually get our country back. I mean, it's like General Michael Flynn said, local action equals national impact. But see, we can't have impact on the national level if, A, we don't get involved in the county level, on the local level, number one. But number two, actually, I should say number two, the county level. But number one, if we don't get involved in a relationship with God and Jesus Christ. It's very, very important. See, we can't rely on our own efforts. We also need to walk with God on this. So it's very simple, but yet it's a complex thing for many people. I don't know why. Let's see. Nancy was saying your prayer music was bare, let's see, barely audible. Haven would be disappointed. So wait, real quick, Nancy, because this is good. I want to hear this real quick. So say this again. So were you able to hear me speak during the prayer music or was the music just that quiet? 
I just want to, I just want clarity here because I, this is a learning experience for me. I need to see how this works. Um, cause I'm trying to figure this out. Cause I won't know how this sounds until tomorrow when I listen to the playback. Cause I don't play it afterwards. Yeah. The music was supposed to be quiet. I didn't want it to be real loud cause I didn't want it to overpower the vocals, but were you able to hear my vocals though? Like me praying, like, was that all right? Let's see i'm reading yes i could hear you but i knew there should be music yeah there was music but i had it real low okay i'm glad okay good deal thank you guys i just wanted to make sure because like i said i i'm still trying to figure out how loud to get levels of music you know like for example like uh uh like this subtle beat let me play this real quick right like i'm trying to figure out where these levels need to be at for me to talk like you guys can hear the music and me right just fine as i'm talking because like i said these are things that i'm trying to learn as as i go along trying to figure this out let's see uh lizanella says yes zero in michigan let's see he said he liked the show rock ron says better okay so this is this is good okay this is good so i know where to put my my levels at now when i do the prayer well, I do appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for like being there to help me figure out the sound. Because without you guys, I can't like I'm sitting blind. Like, obviously, I got my monitor headphones here so I can hear all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I can't hear what you're hearing. So um, I do appreciate all that. But um, so remember, like I said, here at his hard line, we are firm, steadfast, and we are uncompromising, and we need to make sure we continue to hold that line. Also, um, I have reached, or I should say we have reached 50,000 downloads on this channel before the one-year anniversary of February 2nd. And so thank you, guys. That is really awesome. I really appreciate that. I tell you, 50,000 downloads might not seem like big potatoes compared to a lot of others, but I haven't, I, I don't have it. Like I said, I don't have a big social media presence. I don't, I'm not a huge influencer. I don't advertise. So I go based off of you guys sharing the show, sharing the podcast and the website, which is hishardline.com. I am relying on you guys to, you know, text the link to others to, to share this because I rely on all of you to get the word out. Um, and of course I'm relying on God. That's the biggest thing. Um, so I do really appreciate that. And thank you for the support of the show. And my goal for the next year is to, uh, not just double that, but, um, maybe quadruple that I'd like to see 200,000 downloads between now and next year. But again, I don't want to limit God because God has the capability of growing this to how he sees fit. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see you know, the listener, the subscriber base increase up to at least a thousand. And I like to see the downloads reach to, uh, you know, numbers of, you know, 200,000 by the time we get, you know, February 2nd of 2024, that'd be, I think that'd be really cool. But, um, so there's that, there's something else I wanted to say. So there, so I think tomorrow, I'm trying to think, I think tomorrow, <laughs> Ron, I have that same problem. He says, I don't have many friends. They all think I'm crazy. Same. <laughs> Same buddy. Same. You're, you're, you're in good company. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, so 
I ran across something that I found just FYI, and I think we're going to go over it a little bit more tomorrow. Um, talking about David Strait's process with the state nationals and why that's a wrong process. It's about 18 pages, but um, a few of those pages are, are quite quick to get through because some of those pages are screenshots of text messages between David Strait and uh, I forgot who it was, someone else. But the way this 18-page report was put together, it, it almost seems as somebody in the intelligence agency, like um, like in the Navy, you know, Navy, Naval Intelligence or whoever, um, somebody who put, whoever put this together, it was very well composed. So I'm going to be, I think, possibly, I'm going to go over that tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. But it's very, very interesting because, again, like Destry always says, if they are charging for it, run the other direction because the Republic should not be used to make a profit. If you get people like Ann Vandersteel out there charging $99 an event to go show you how to be a state national, run the other direction. You got Bobby Lawrence out there charging $450 how to do this and that and the other and how to do this with your taxes so you don't have to pay tax and how you do this and, you know, bring your passport in and you're going to be, you know, you're going to have a, a state national passport run the other way. All they're doing is swindling a ton of money from you, from millions of people. It's not a good thing, I'm telling you. And so I'm going to get into this report. And the other thing I was going to say, we're waiting for a final conclusion or a report to be finalized. There's somebody actually that, I believe Destry knows, if I'm not mistaken correctly, who regrets being a state national and there's something big that he has to share. But before I make that announcement, we're waiting to get the validation on it first because we need the proof of it before we start talking about this publicly because this is a big thing. This is a very big thing. It's a very big deal. And anyone who does status correction, a status correction, this is going to make them way beyond pissed. And it, and it has everything to do with certain rights being taken away that most people hold very dear to them. I'll just leave it at that. But again, I'm waiting for the receipts. And then we'll share this on the air. It's, uh, it's quite troubling. And I feel bad for these people because of what's happening. Um, and when you, when you hear, hopefully I can get this information at some point this week, when you hear about this, and hopefully I can maybe interview this man and get him on the air, um, he can share the story a little bit more in greater detail. But we're going to be covering that a little bit more in detail. And the reason that is is because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to see good people who have good intentions fall on the wrong side of this. And I also want to say one other thing, and I know it's not because I was actually getting a bunch of scrutiny from anybody or hate mail or anything like that. But I do want to say this because I was thinking about this when I was in a semi and then I'm going to close this out because I have to get going. When I was doing my show two nights ago and I was, you know, basically playing the clips from Scott from Bards FM, how he was basically doubling down on the state national stuff. Right. And he was saying how the website was messy. And it's hard to navigate. And well, basically I made a comment saying, well, he's an idiot. Well, first off, that wasn't very nice of me. 
God laid that on my heart today while I was driving today. I had to drive, I had to make a run up to Cadillac. So it was a nice snowy drive doing 45 miles an hour. And I was thinking about that and I just wanted to kind of set the record straight. First off, that was not nice. That was not Christian-like and that was very rude. I think Scott's a very smart man and he's a good presenter. I think he's a good podcaster, but he's definitely wrong on the state national um, push. And so all I'm going to say is this. I'm not going to cut the guy down. All I'm going to say is take it to prayer, ladies and gentlemen, and ask God for that discernment. Ask God for guidance. And so what I want to say is I take back what I said, saying that he's an idiot. Because again, that was not very nice. And, and, and God laid that on my heart. And God was saying, you need to make that right. So that's it. So I hope you all have a wonderful day or a night wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here for another episode of His Hard Line tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisharline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, don't forget. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.